Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 pugilistic linguistics, What's happening, y'all? What's happening? Welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistic Show. I am your host, Michael Foster, the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. And I'm back again with you. Before I get started, like I do every time, I go out to iTunes, keyword Pugilistic Linguistics, download any previous show. Come check me out. Come listen. Pass it off to your friends, your Romans, your countrymen, because it's about to go down. So today I've decided to forego the time watch, dealing with the idiot in chief. I'll deal with him on another show. Today I want to tackle a topic that's close to my heart, and I'll tell you why in a moment. The most recent school shooting in America. The reason why this is close to my heart is because I now have a child in the public school system. I now send her to school every day. I now send her into a building every day that looks similar to Stoneman High School. So whereas it always perked my ears up whenever this went down, it perks my ears up even more now because I have a child. You know that old saying, uh, there but for the grace of God go I. It now hits me in a spot that it never hit me before. There was a reason why I have deliberately taken two weeks before I've said anything. One, because, frankly, anytime closer to the incident, there would have been too much rage in my voice, in my sayings in my statement, I've learned that you have to be very dispassionate when you're discussing. You must come from a place that doesn't reside in anger. So I deliberately waited a while before I spoke on it. And also, I kind of waited to see what the response would be. I expected the same old thoughts and prayers. Yet something happened on the way to thought and prayerville. The kids themselves have begun to hold the adults' feet to the fire, which is a response that is unique to this incident versus every other incident. In the advent of social media, hearing 
the incident as it goes down resonates a little deeper than eyewitness accounts after the fact. Snapchat videos of people in the school and hearing the bullets go off in the background resonates more than somebody saying what they saw. So the response to this has been very different than any previous school shooting. And the perversion of all perversions is the fact that a statement like any previous school shootings needs to be actually uttered. That's a, school shootings are a uniquely American problem. Uniquely. Great Britain doesn't have this issue. Australia doesn't have this issue. Italy, France, Germany, Canada, Mexico, they don't have these issues. School shootings are a uniquely American phenomenon. The fact is, we need to figure out, no, I'm not even going to say that because we know. The fact is, we need to get to, we need to implement and figure out why it is uniquely American. Because here's the deal. When the assailant is shaded lighter than blue, The first two things you hear out of your mouth is either lone wolf or mental illness that causes this issue. What kills me about it is mental illness is not a uniquely American issue. Pardon my, you know, saying, but they're crazy folk all over the planet. Bipolar disorder is not an American phenomenon. They're bipolar folk in Germany. They're bipolar folk in Italy, India, South Korea. They're bipolar folk everywhere. That is not a uniquely American issue. There are schizophrenics everywhere. So if mental illness is the driving factor behind these school shootings, then why don't they happen everywhere? If that's the driving factor, if that's the reason why you say these things happen, why don't they happen everywhere? I'll tell you why. Because everywhere except for America, the access to guns and is restricted to a point. I saw a story and it's, I guess it resurfaced recently because of the shooting on the on Valentine's Day. But uh, HBO's Real Sports did a did an expose. They took this 13-year-old kid and his mom, and they tried to get him to buy stuff that a 13-year-old kid shouldn't buy. They sent him into a, a you know, convenience store to buy a 12-pack of beer. Lady was like, no, you can't do that. 
Send him in there to buy cigarettes. No, nah, bro, you can't do that. You're not old enough. Send him in there to buy lottery tickets. No, nah, we can't do that. They sent him to a gun show. And he walked out with an assault rifle. Camera, no tricks. Walked in there, gave the dude the money. The dude was happy to take it. He walks out with an assault rifle at 13. The reason why school shootings and mass shootings, forget about schools for the time being, mass shootings are a uniquely American issue is because we can't wait to arm everybody. We break our necks to arm everybody. Now, I want y'all to understand something. I said this before, and I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. I do not want your guns. I'm not a gun advocate myself. But like anybody else with common sense on the planet, just because I don't like it don't mean you can't do it. But here's what I will say. There is no reason on God's green earth that a civilian living in Urbandale, Iowa, needs a high capacity, high magazine capacity, high muzzle velocity, assault weapon. There is no reason. If you are not actively in a wartime situation, if you're not actively involved with chasing down ISIS and chasing down Al-Qaeda and on a battlefield, what need do you have for a high magazine capacity, high muzzle assault weapon? What need do you have that can't be achieved with a Glock, let's say. I'm protecting my house. Okay, a 16-shot Glock 19 or Glock 40 won't do that for you? A 10-shot 6 hours not going to do that for you? A 16-shot Beretta won't do that for you? You you need an AK-47 or an AR-15? You need that? You need a street sweeper? You need a Tech 9? You need that? And the kicker about all that is they instinctively understand what we say when we ask that question. They put their fingers in their ears and refuse to listen. They know they don't need that. If you need an AR-15 to hunt deer, then you're a shitty hunter. You need to take up wings or something like that. You do not hunt animals with an AR-15. You hunt People. Simple. I don't want your sporting rifles. I don't want your handguns to protect your home. I don't want your, you know, your hunting rifles. I don't shotguns. I don't want that. Have all those. There's no reason to have an AR-15 in outside of a war zone. So then these folks come back with me, well, criminals are not going to follow the law. If your, your logic and your argument is already lost when a criminal is your standard bearer. Of course, a criminal is not going to follow the law. That's why they're called criminals. They do criminal 
shit. But you don't need an AR-15 to stop a criminal. You can stop that same person with a Glock, with a Six Hour, with a Beretta, with a shotgun, with a hunting rifle, with a 12-gauge, with a 30-06. You can stop that same person with all those weapons. When a criminal is the standard of your argument, your argument is already lost. Well, what about Chicago? Well, what about Chicago? First off, Chicago is not nearly as violent as you make it out to be. Don't believe the hype. But beyond that, Illinois has some of the strictest gun laws, Chicago specifically. But the two states that border Illinois to the north and to the east have the most lax gun laws in the country. Where do you think they're coming from? You cross this border, you go to Merrillville, you go to Hammond, you go to Gary, you buy a gun, you come right about right across the border. Strict gun laws are no good if everybody else don't adhere to them or everybody else will have similarly strict laws. Back on City Boulevard and Burn Avenue and step right across the street and be in Indiana and buy all the guns I want, what the hell good is a gun law in Illinois? So when your criminal is your standard bearer of your argument, your argument is already lost. So no, I don't want your guns, but there is no reason to have an assault rifle in a civilized society. Australia hasn't had a mass shooting since 1996. Great Britain the United Kingdom hasn't had a mass shooting, I believe, since one in Scotland in 94, 95, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that, but it's in the early 90s. What have they figured out? What, what, what are they on to? I've long said, ain't no foundries in Roseland. Coat Industries don't have a factory on 119th in Michigan. Ain't no bullets being made on 123rd in Wentworth. How do they get it? So Chicago shouldn't be your standard barrier for your argument either. You don't need an assault rifle in a city that ain't named Beirut. That ain't named Baghdad. That ain't, that isn't named, you know, Fallujah. The Second Amendment is not sacrosanct. It is not above reproach. It is not above being modified. Say, well, texting and driving kills as many. Yeah, but texting and driving is illegal, and if you're caught doing it, you go to jail. Do you understand that not yet these hyper-efficient killing machines, they have not been regulated yet? So if you're going to use texting and driving as the standard bearer for your argument, then you, should, then you should go ahead and ban assault rifles to parallel your argument. Okay. 
Texting and driving kills as many people as it was killed in Parkland. Okay. But texting and driving is illegal. So make these assault rifles illegal, and let's test your theory. Do you know that it's illegal for the Centers of Disease Control to study gun violence, to try to find out a path out of it? It's illegal. You've got all these Second Amendment gun nuts, and not all Second Amendment people are nuts, but there are Second Amendment gun nuts that will stand up and say, you're trying to take my gun. That was the big thing when Obama was in office. He's trying to take our guns. He was there for eight years. You don't think he got around to it if you really wanted them? He didn't get around to it, but he forgot. In the 60s, the United States had a big fatality rate on America's roads. People died on America's roads. They studied the deaths and came up with some universal things that we can try to implement to reduce road violence, road death, seat belts, and better constructed cars, crumple zones, and airbags, and they studied that and came up with, we think in our studies, this will do this. And to wit, road fatalities have taken a nosedive since the peak of the uh, mid-60s. Do you know they can't study gun violence like that? Curious. Teenage pregnancy was a big to-do in the 70s and the 80s. They studied that and came up with ideas. Now, I'm not saying they all worked, but they came up with some proactive ideas, uh, abstinence or teaching about contraceptives and teaching about condoms and birth. They came up with ideas to combat the teen pregnancy issue. But they didn't have the guns. wonder why. Interesting. The reason why, in my estimation, you follow the money. Follow the National Rifle Association that started out as an advocacy group for gun owners. The NRA as currently constructed is not the NRA as originally designed. The same way the Republican Party as currently constructed is not the one originally. This is not the party of Lincoln. This is not the party of Eisenhower. This is the party of Goldwater. This is the party of Nixon. Things change. The NRA as currently constructed is not the NRA that they started with. The NRA was a gun owner's association. They are now the gun manufacturers association. And often the manufacturers and the owners are at odds with each other. There are people in the NRA right now that think that assault weapons do not need to be in the hands of civilians. But why don't you hear that? Wayne LaPierre, the leader of the NRA, 
uh, Sixers new pretty attack dog, sent her down to Florida to sit in his stead in that town hall meeting. And she's a vile human. And I use the word human loosely. She's a vile individual to suggest that mass shootings are good for ratings. She's a vile individual. But beyond that, the National Rifle Association has all of your representatives and congressmen in their pockets. Tony Ernst is a millionaire because of the NRA. I think it donated $3 million to her campaign, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in that area. They are a lobbying organization. The NRA is a gun lobby. They are not for the gun owners. They are for the gun manufacturers. Yet you keep sending these people back to D.C. and wonder why we can't come up with sensible gun laws. Now, let's revert back to Stoneman because these kids are doing it right. These kids are not letting these adults poo-poo them. Oh, you're a kid. You don't know anything. Okay. I literally watched one of these Stoneman kids give hand Marco Rubio his ass on national TV. A congressman, a presidential candidate, got his ass handed to him by a 17-year-old because he wasn't prepared. He didn't expect this 17-year-old to come at him in a way that wouldn't allow him to dismiss or shirk the issue and to do. Delta Airlines and United Airlines and uh, rental car companies are now divesting from the NRA as far as giving their membership perks and benefits. Georgia's lieutenant governor threatened Delta with lack of tax breaks or whatever if he does if they don't do what he wants them to do. Do you realize, fool? All Delta needs to say is, okay, we're not flying to Atlanta anymore. You want to fly Delta? You got to go to Montgomery. You got to go to I don't know Charleston. You got to go to Pensacola. You got to. Well, okay, fine. We're not we're not flying to Florida anymore. I mean, Florida, Georgia anymore. Who gonna who gonna blink first? Georgia, who's losing out on all that revenue, or Delta, who can fly into the other forty nine states? See, what we need to start doing is not allowing these folks to bully. Dick's Sporting Goods and Walmart is Dick's has decided to stop selling assault rifles altogether. Walmart raised their age twenty one. They will inevitably and invariably be attacked by the conservative base of the NRA who only had who only cares about gun manufacturers and not the gun owners. They will be attacked. They're going to be quote unquote boycotted. They're going to be told to do whatever. I stand resolute with you all. 
as well everybody else who's for sensible gun laws should stand resolute with these companies. Go out your way to shop at Dick's. Go out your way, well, Walmart's Walmart, but go out your way to shop at Walmart as long as they plan to keep this up. Go out your way because Mr. and Mrs. Gun Nut are going to say, well, we're not going to shop there anymore. Okay, fine. I'll shop there twice. This is how we begin, begin to come back, this madness. A wise man once told me, in the spectrum of whatever, on the fringes, you have your hardcore left and your hardcore right. Those are the ones you hear from all the time because those are the loudest ones. Those are the squeakiest wheels. Everybody else resides somewhere in the middle 80%. Our voices are too often drowned out because we're too busy trying to be civil not take the fight to these people on their own terms. Okay, they want to boycott dicks, sporting goods. Guess what we need to do? We need to go buy a hat, buy some socks, buy a wristband, buy a jersey. That's what we need to do. What we need to do is start making our voices known. Go out there and, and, and talk to your, confront your congressman. Okay, Joni Ernst, how can you possibly be fair in a vote about assault rifles when your whole campaign has been funded by the NRA? How can you possibly be fair? That's an absolute fair question. Chuck Grassley, how can you be fair when you receive eight hundred and some odd thousand dollars from the NRA? How can you be how can you objectively vote? David Young and all the representatives we have here, how can you be fair? When you're being funded by the very lobby that your vote could hurt. If that ain't a conflict of interest, I don't know what is. We need to start sending better people to Washington, D.C. We need sensible gun laws. I don't want your handguns. I don't want your sporting rifles, your shotguns. I don't want that. But you, Mr. Urbandale, Iowa, have no need for a high magazine velocity high magazine capacity, high muzzle velocity, assault weapon on 86th Street. You have no need. There's no purpose. You don't hunt deer with that. You hunt people. Why should I give mine up? Because you should. Everything else is regulated. The Second Amendment, matter of fact, the first four words of the Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia. So now you don't want regulation? That Second Amendment you love to quote says a well-regulated, so now we're not regulating it? So which part of the amendment do you really believe in? The one that vetted you? Vote better, hire better, we need better gun laws. There's no reason why somebody should have an assault rifle. You can, I'm not going to argue with you about that no more. 
I'm not going to argue with anybody about that anymore. If you think somebody that lives in a neighborhood needs an AK-47 to protect his house, then you actually are an idiot. The same way that person who needs the AK-47 is an idiot. Okay, I think I'm pissed off enough people for a night. So basically, bottom line, let's get behind these Stoneman kids. Let's cheer for them. Let's push them to the forefront because they're the next generation. Yeah, some of them eat, yeah, some of them eat uh, detergent. We're going to pray for them. But these kids are actually standing up the way the next generation should. Let's stand behind them. So in closing, I'm just going to say, look, there should, be, there, there should be no more people who mourn for their children because their only crime is they went to school that day. Going to school should not equal death. But bottom line, I'm going to go ahead and bid you adieu. Like I do every other time. And as in closing, I'm going to say, take care of yourself because you all you got. Peace.